So welcome to Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is the show where I do improvised horror stories. What I do is I pull out random titles. And then I make up the stories from there. And if you have any titles you'd like to submit, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com. Contact me through Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, and a variety of other social media platforms. Or Carrier Pigeon, that also works. Uh, we don't have a pigeon coop at the moment, but if you happen to have a you know, pigeon that can tri- triangulate my location, uh, then you're welcome to send your titles that way. time that pigeon uh during the same time frame of when the show is happening uh, the pigeon can just arrive and i can take the title from its ankle and all that and then tell a horror story from there even though that's not quite how uh pigeons get uh it's not how they're trained to deliver uh notes and stuff as far as i know from what i can tell you have to uh train a pigeon at a, at a base you send, you send that pigeon off to someone else and then they let the pigeon go and then they're trained to go to like a certain base point. I believe that's how carrier pigeons work. My pigeon knowledge is not that deep. But maybe it's not that shallow either. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I got nothing else to say. Uh, let's get started. Okay. This story is called A Psychic's Path.
there was a town outside of Rome, Italy, that was selling houses for one euro. was uh, if you purchase one house it would be your responsibility to fix it up and rebuild it the population of 3,000 the mayor's plan was to sell these houses in a way that uh cultivates community rather than exploiting it. And these houses were very old. Certainly not bad homes to make. But they were very derelict and falling apart. So whoever accepted the offer of purchasing a house for one euro would also have to fix up these houses. Caroline caught wind of this offer. She was just like, fuck it. I'm going to Italy. She had a spare euro lying around. studied abroad in uh, Berlin all those years ago. But Caroline didn't have many prospects going for her. And she was apartment hopping uh, under the grueling conditions of living in a pandemic-stricken America. So she thought to herself, why not move to Italy? It would probably be pretty cool. The town was a bit remote. Not really close to Rome at all. But there were things to do there. her whole life in a suitcase and then made her way off. She got off the flight at Rome and then uh, uh, got on a bus and went south toward the town. Her is very beautiful. Such a rich, rich history behind it. She was like, ah, oh, this would be a perfect place to stay. she got there she met with a real estate person and she was he was just uh he was just like all right we got the paperwork signed and everything uh here's your key um and someone from the uh someone from the town government is gonna you know check up on the house uh you know in a couple months and see what kind of progress you made on fixing it up caroline was so surprised about how simple the prospect of purchasing property was in other countries like Italy rather than America. It's as if America was, dare I say, founded on stolen land. And 
the real estate laws were made unnecessarily complicated. Persuade people, from, certain people, from buying it, and causing an intricate uh, system of gatekeeping and all that jazz. Caroline was there, and she's like, "Oh no, but Italy's cool, though, you know." Giancarlo Esposito is from here, so, you know, should be pretty groovy. And it started off pretty groovy. She had espresso and wine. Made weekend trips to party in Rome. She practically partied her face off. Saw the sights. One day she drove by a rock and she's like, ah, Da Vinci might have peed on that rock. Who knows? And even though Carolina practically partied her face off. She still had to renovate the house. She didn't really have a vision for it at all. It was literally falling apart because it was so old. A very beautiful home, though, but... She underestimated how much uh, physically intensive work it would take to fix up this home. Caroline was someone who never had to quite do things uh, for herself before. She didn't know how to build anything. Lumber or anything like that. She didn't really know how to make things either, other than wire wraps around crystals. But still, even though it was against her nature as she knew it. She's ready to get to work. She dated a rich guy in Rome for a bit, and uh, he gave her enough money to buy some power tools and some lumber and some wood. She was very excited for the demolition prospect of uh, fixing up the house. Just took an axe and started to break down walls. And then she was just like, oh, this is awesome. And then 20 minutes went by of her just like caving out the house from the inside. And then she stopped, and she's like, oh shit, I don't have a plan after this. She didn't know how to install support beams, or load-bearing walls, or even put up drywall, or insulation, or anything like that.
the destruction of this ancient Italian house. She realized it was a metaphor for how she was living her life up to that point. Nothing but no plans and reckless destruction in her wake. said to herself, oh my god, I'm a piece of shit. Then she drops the axe and started to cry and fell to her knees. She didn't know what to do. She didn't have a plan on how to re-erect the house. Maybe I should just move back to Arkansas. At least it's quiet over there. And they have a lot of waffle houses. started to sniff some, uh, get some snot off her face. She thought about just getting her bag and heading out. And the way she solved many of her problems. Just by fleeing. All the walls torn down, all the dust. There's barely any furniture in the house. She sifted through the rubble, looking for her things. She found something that wasn't hers. It was a music box. And she thought, oh, what's this? She assumed that it might have been a uh, cast in or tucked in the wall somewhere. figurine started to dance. But it wasn't a it wasn't a ballerina or anything like that. Gesture woman dancing on the center. And the song that came was a an aria from an opera that Caroline didn't recognize. Caroline listened to the music and watched the dancer spin in a slow rotation. She thought about how difficult it would be for someone to live as a gesture. A lifetime of trying to manufacture joy. Even when that person uh, didn't have enough for their own. Or 
worse off had uh, none at all. And Caroline thought, you know what? If this gesture can keep spinning and keep dancing, then I can too. I can rebuild this house. Be perfect. If I could just get some support here, then maybe something magical would happen. So she did some research about how to properly fix a house. everything she had in her savings, but obviously she was willing to make the commitment. With all the research she did, she was able to get the supplies as well. It was a small house, luckily. progress and also gave some advice of uh, where to find different types of lumber and all of that. Different specialists uh, scattered around town and uh, on the outskirts to help her out with anything she needed. And Caroline now said, no, nah, thanks. I'm just, just trying to make the place look good. all of her time perfecting the small home. And whenever she got to work, she would twist her little music box and watch the Hungarian gesture uh, dance. received a knock at the door. She opened it and uh, an older woman uh, was at the door. town, she made a point to meet several of her neighbors, at least knowing their face. And Caroline said, I don't think we've uh, met before. And then the woman said, oh no, no, we haven't. where I grew up, and I haven't been to town quite some time. Often I come here to visit family and whatnot. And Caroline said, I appreciate you uh, speaking English. My uh, Italian's not that good yet, but I'm working on it for sure. And the woman said, oh, it's okay, it's fine. Actually, uh, you know, grew up in this house. Actually, 
Caroline said, oh, you don't say. And she said, yeah, it's true. But uh, my family went bankrupt and we had to get rid of the home. But then they haven't done anything in quite some time. Because uh, they're selling it for a euro now. Caroline uh, was just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I just hopped on the uh, opportunity and I'm treating the house well and everything. And the woman said, oh, I'm not getting at that, you know. As long as the house is uh, put to good use. I've, you know, established a home elsewhere many years ago. You know, certainly not bitter about it. But I do want to ask you something. Did you happen to find a music box somewhere in this house? said, yeah, yeah, I found a music box. And the woman said, okay. You didn't turn it, did you? You didn't listen to its song? And Caroline said, yeah, it's a beautiful song. Actually, yeah, you know, I tried to, I know it's from some opera, it's an aria, and I tried to remember what it was, but, you know, the name was at the tip of my tongue. And the woman shrugged. And she said, I guess there's nothing I can do for you then. And Caroline said, oh, what do you mean? I've never listened to the song in the music box before. But I definitely came here to destroy it. See, the story behind that music box is, uh... It was made in Italy, uh... By someone who was very passionate about, uh... Hungarian culture. to incorporate their style bit to his own uh, Italian sensibilities to make a very unique music box. And he made it for a psychic. No one ever found out the psychic's name. But people would go to her just for questions. Things about the future things about the present, things about themselves. You know, she didn't make her a gift of magnetism into an industry, but, you know, for some favors here and there, she was happy to help out her neighbors and whatnot. say that the music box uh, had its own gifts of some sort. Whenever she tried to make a prediction or an inquiry uh, to fate or destiny or the cosmos or anything, she'd play the music box and increase the likelihood of her predictions and inquiries being accurate. Boxmaker's uh, wife came to see the woman, the psychic. And the wife wanted to know if uh, her husband was uh, cheating on her anyway. And the psychic was a bit torn because it 
was uh, he was the one that gave her the uh, music box. So what she did is that she turned it on. sure, but you'll find the answer at the coast. His wife didn't want to think about it for a bit. She put it off for weeks, but eventually she uh, summoned the gumption to go to the coast, not with any goals in mind, but just to go there. of time and she happened to stumble upon uh, her husband making love to another woman right on the sand even though he told her that uh, he's making a delivery the wife was appalled the husband music box maker tried to explain how it was possible to love two people at once, but the wife didn't want to hear it, and then packed her things and left town. And as more weeks went on, music box maker found out that it was the psychic who directed his wife to find him. Bear in mind that the psychic had no idea about what the husband was up to. She was just providing a service for a neighbor. So the music box, ma music box maker came to see the psychic. back. And the psychic said, well, you gifted it to me. Um, I'm sorry about your wife, but it was out of my hands. I can't control destiny or anything. Maker didn't want to hear it. He lost himself to his rage and started wailing on the psychic. In a heavy pan, he saw what he's done. He thought he had to leave the house as soon as possible. So he grabbed the music box and walked off. in the psychic's uh, last bit of energy. Uh, she put a curse on the music box. And that anyone who listened to it would receive a more harrowing fate than hers. Now in the heat of the moment, uh, the psychic put that curse on the music box. Not to cause harm to anyone else, but to the music box maker himself. shot with it, it'll end up being off, tar off target. So the music box makes it maker uh, put it back in his shop, and he did listen to the song at one point, and then he sold the box.
So then one night, after I sold the music box, the music box maker uh, had a stroke in his shop as he was closing. back of the shop where it happened, where he fell on the floor and lied there paralyzed. People stopped by the shop just saw it was closed, maybe he's on vacation, but no one ended up finding him, and he ended up starving to death. purchased the music box, also listened to its song, and he was a sailor who worked on a merchant ship at sea, and he ended up falling off a ship and drowning, and his body was never recovered. And there are many similar stories like these. this music box and people in town listening to it. The funny thing about it is that this music box would always find this way in this house. Other people lived here over the years, sure. had a way of uh, arriving here. Now, my family lived here. My father already uh, knew of the story about this music box. So he broke open a hole in the wall and then stashed it away. I've never heard its song. I think he did, and he died shortly after. I didn't know where he hid the music box, but I knew it was in this building somewhere. I wanted to destroy it before anyone else could hear its song, but I think it's already too late. right now, but you would die along with it. And Caroline said, oh well, I don't know how much I believe in this stuff, but surely there's a time lapse for a curse. And the woman said, what do you mean? And Caroline said, well, you know, the psychic did curse this music box all those years ago. Surely that, surely that curse now faded away over time. And the woman shrugged and said, well, I don't know about that. But my advice to you would be to destroy the music box. Maybe if you just, it's yours now, you can do what you want with it. But maybe if you destroy it soon enough, dodge a bullet. So, uh, Caroline and the woman just kept talking a bit more about more mundane things, about things about town, the state of the times and all that. How Caroline was adjusting to Italy. And then the woman went off.
Caroline just kept thinking about the music box. If it really was cursed. And how it was affecting her. occurring on the globe, having it be easy to be exposed to COVID, now she was thinking about it uh, in a different way, before it was all about precautions, like, oh, I hope I don't get this, I hope this thing doesn't happen, happen to me. cautious about not wanting to die. She stopped smoking and stopped drinking. She looked both ways before crossing the street. Even in a town that was uh, with a population of 3,000. She stopped going to Rome. And her boyfriend kept texting her about like, oh, where are you? We're gonna party some more? She didn't even have the stomach to answer. She was afraid and nervous. And from there, she started to isolate herself. She's really cordial with her neighbors and would always hang out with them from time to time. But now they hardly saw her. see her after that. She isolated herself for years. The only time anyone would see her was uh, when she'd go get food or when she'd go for walks on the outskirts of town. Or if the town had to evacuate uh, for flooding. some families that stayed in town for generations. But also some new faces were arriving. Also was making visits. Some tourists would come by occasionally. And Caroline's presence in town uh, turned into legend. It became entwined with uh, the psychic's own tragic story. And how Caroline's living life was being intertwined with the psychic's story and her tragic downfall, all incorporated as one narrative. Caroline was a living legend, but she wasn't really living at all.
one day she got sick. She didn't quite know with what. STI that got out of hand. Could have been COVID. She never saw a doctor, so she never got a diagnosis for it. And she didn't have anyone living with her to really check up on her or anything like that. All of her family was in Arkansas and Texas. Caroline, you know, she just moved to Italy and we never heard from her again. And even though Caroline isolated herself, those years. One activity she always uh, went back to was listening to the music box. She thought, well, if I'm cursed anyway, I might as well listen to it. And every time she listened to that uh, short aria, had the surge of motivation that she first had when she was working on the house and renovating it. But even though she had that surge of motivation, she didn't put that energy anywhere. And then she just withered away with time like anyone else is able to. came to pass. All the windows were shuttered shut, but the sun was so bright out that it was seeping through the shutters. But still the room remained, remained dark. It was a really hot day that day. turn, a really good twist, so she could listen to the aria several times over, and as the music box was playing, her life began to pass. And once her life passed, once she was gone from her body, the gesture in the music box was still spinning, and the song kept playing. Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. And good night. <laughs>